0: Hello, Sew and Tell listeners, this is Meg Healy here, and we want to bring back to life and light our Sewing Body Positive episode. I know all the hosts love this episode. We all really get deep, and I like to re-listen to it sometimes myself too when I'm going through a difficult time. It's a really great episode, such great topics we discuss, and we hope you enjoy re-listening to it or listening to it for the first time. And if you love what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe to So and Tell. Rate it, review it, leave a comment. We love to hear from our community and it also helps boost our podcast in the charts so more SoAs can find the podcast and we can just grow and grow our So and Tell community. Thank you and I hope you enjoy listening.
1: Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Ferrasio. I'm Meg Healy, and I'm Kate
2: Zeinard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about body positivity. We'll talk about learning to love your body through sewing, and then we'll have a chat with Erica Schmitz, founder of My Body Model. We'll each share a little something in our sojo segment. Then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we get started, let's do a little check in. Right before we started recording, we were talking about our phobias. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that on the
1: air?
0: Yeah, because I just revealed my shark one in our, <laughs> in our last episode.
1: <laughs> so, your sharks. Aww. I am definitely grizzly bears. Oh. And birds. I really Birds. have a big bird phobia, and I think that it all has to do with The Dark Crystal. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen that movie...
0: What's, I don't watch scary movies. Is that scary? I, no, it's a,
1: it's a Jim <laughs> oh. Henson movie. Yeah, it's, They're uh, puppets, but what are they, the Skeksis? I, I can't remember. I think I've I've that's what they're called. Because so. um, oh. we watched it recently cause, with my children, which is probably a bad idea. <laughs> it's a kid's movie, but it's really scary, and they're these little oh. bird creatures... Well, and they're not little. They're pretty big. They're pretty big, but like we have friends who have chickens and they just really scare me. So.
0: Oh. That's mine. Well, don't watch the bird uh what's that Alfred? The, birds. The, the birds? the birds. Don't I wouldn't recommend that. One. I will not be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: um I don't have any like serious phobias. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of snakes to be perfectly honest. No, I you. I that's another one. Shakes. Uh, shakes. <laughs> snakes? Snakes. <laughs> well, and, shakes. <laughs> and And we were talking about snorkeling last time, and I'm also not hugely fond of spotting eels, oh, because they uh, are eels. like snakes. Ugh. But um, luckily, they usually are just sticking their heads out of cracks and rocks, and I can just not look too close at the rocks, and I usually don't actually see them. But there was oh. one time I was on a, a beach. I was sitting in the shallow water, and, and uh, I, we saw an eel go... Wiggling by, and I was out of that water like a flash, yeah, oh, but uh'cause because you were talking about your sharks uh sharks yeah. thing, Meg, I wanted to tell you a story about possibly the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me, oh, love that, so I was in the Caribbean with my sister and brother in law mm-hmm. and we had um we we had we were sailing actually, we had rented a sailboat and mm-hmm. we had docked at an island it's um Oh, Union Island in um, Saint Vincent and the Grenadines, and we had um, gone out to dinner, and we were coming back, and as we were we were coming back, and we were walking along this um, sidewalk basically that ran out into the ocean a bit. So on one side was the ocean and a bunch of rocks that was, and the ocean was you know pounding up against the rocks, and on the other mm-hmm. side was a open tank full of nurse sharks. Um, which are not like great whites or anything, but they're still sharks. And they were just kind of hanging out in this, in this pool made by the sidewalk in there. And, um,
1: okay, fine,
0: Sidewalk whatever. sharks. Oh. Yeah. I don't
1: like where this story is headed. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> so, I'm not sure where it's going, but I don't like it.
2: So we're walking single file down this down this sidewalk. I mean, it was pretty normal sized. It was maybe four feet across, something like that. I mean, nobody was worried about falling off or anything. Until my sister stopped short oh, no. in front of me. And I kind of peer around her to see what's going on. And there is this very small, skinny cow that is galloping down the sidewalk towards us. Have no idea where it came from. Have no idea why it was running. How, I I don't know. But it was a cow, and it was coming towards us. And we're all sitting here looking at this like this is not a large space that we're on. There's sharks on one side. There's <gasps> rocks on the no. other. <laughs> What is going to happen now? And my sister, she is getting down low, and she is ready. If she, if somebody is going into that Shark Tank, it is going to be that cow. I mean, oh she is ready. She's smaller than me. She's she's a little petite woman, and she's just like ready to go. And and we just kind of move to the side a little bit, uh, incidentally, away from the Shark Tank. And the cow just gallops right by us, keeps going off into the distance. And we look at each other, and
0: we're like, "Did that really just happen to us?" Weren't you scared? You're walking towards where the cow is running away from. I would run with, I would be like, yo, this cow knows where it's going. I'm that, going that, <laughs> cow, that cow That's was a smart cow. There was nothing <laughs> on the other side. That sidewalk
2: that was at all scary. That cow was just like running for. I don't know what that cow was doing, I really don't. And but it was just a cow. I mean, you don't expect to just randomly run into a cow on a sidewalk, right? right by a pool of, a pool sharks. of sharks. It's just oh, it was the weirdest wow. thing, but yes, wow. possibly the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me. Um, sharks.
1: I thought the cow and the sharks were going to be involved together, yes, more. And I was scared.
2: Yes, um, no. It it turned out to be a very, I, I mean, it's an interesting story. But but it the ending was just the cow kept running and I really kept like walking. that ending. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that's my interesting story about makes phobia.
0: Wow. Thank Sharks. you. You're welcome.
2: Lo- I'm, glad. I'm I glad. I hope you enjoyed that, it.
0: That didn't happen to me. <laughs> I'm <kind of laughs> Freaked out. Luckily, I just. Stay inside and sew. <laughs> <laughs> Never go anywhere near. I just don't do any. I just wear my gowns and uh, wedding outfits and just stay inside. <laughs> <Okay>. Good plan. <laughs> I'm just joking.
2: <laughs> all right. Oh. So, um, all of you who joined us for sewing talk, yes. instead well, of yes. co- Sorry about, uh, cows yeah. and sharks, <laughs> shall we I mean, move on to talk a little related. bit about body positivity? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that goes on in society around bodies and body images. And that can actually be exacerbated by sewing for yourself because when the patterns you're sewing don't fit you right, it feels Mm -hmm. like your body is objectively wrong, and that reinforces the messages that the media is sending you that there is a right way for your body to be. So today we're going to talk about body positivity and how sewing can help you learn to embrace the body you have instead of the body that society tells you you're supposed to have. So when we go into this, I usually we usually start with a whole bunch of questions that we can kind of do as a roundtable, and apparently I have very strong thoughts on this because most of mine are actually just angry statements.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, there's lots of cap, um, cap capital letters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which, yes, which some, are, like. some I mean, things are in capital letters. <laughs> it makes me good feeling them. Uh, so, no,
2: so maybe let me just though, open yeah. it up to you guys and see what you want to say first about um, body positivity and body image.
1: Yay, bodies. Yay, bodies. Mm -hmm. All bodies. I definitely think that sewing has made my relationship with my body
0: Mm -hmm. a lot
1: better. I, in this particular, like I've sewn at various points in my life. um, And this particular moment is when I'm kind of getting used to my body. after being pregnant three times in a row very quickly and and making making peace with the fact that my body has changed and is continuing to change as I get a little bit older so I think the timing is really right for me right now and it's really um it's really making me feel better about the changes that are that are happening I wish that I had spent more time Um, sewing through periods of life when I wasn't happy with my body and because I Uh think that um, I think that you know it could have just helped through those rough patches because I I don't know about anybody else but I definitely go through cycles um, with my weight I go through cycles with how I'm feeling about my body Um, and but but sewing has kind of been a constant and has been truly kind of a gift in those moments
0: Uh yep Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like going through sewing all my wedding looks, a part of me and I hate to even admit this, and I'm so glad I just kind of it's. I mean, this is all a lot easier, I, I said than done, too. It's great. Like I love seeing all the, um, you know, body positive things that are happening on Instagram. I I love seeing. You know, pattern uh, models a bit more shape, and I just definitely, I love all of, yeah. And I think it's great, and it is helping me kind of visually seeing that, and you know, it's easier to accept. But even though there was like a part of me that was scared to start my wedding garment too soon because I wanted to be a certain shape or something for my we- wedding, which is brides. I feel yeah. Like even TV shows bridal there's a lot and of the pressure. Like, it's uh, it's hard to because. I mean, deep down, am I a bad person for wanting to look great on my wedding day and maybe losing a few pounds and that I kind of deal with, you know, that or should I, you know, just embrace what I am now? And that's what I kind of did. I just I just I cut it. I was really scared to cut out my wedding outfit because ideally in my mind, because I think I should be. You know, smaller on my wedding day than, but I mean, it's a couple months away, and I just got. I I would rather have something done, and so it's it's been a process, but I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's hard in in you know, but yeah, I mean,
1: I've made a lot of aspirational yeah pants, and they never work out. Yeah,
2: yeah. One should yeah. always. I think one should always sew for what yeah. size one is
1: now because. Yeah.
2: Exactly. You, know, you may never get into mm-hmm. those aspirational pants, and that's just a waste of your time
1: and your materials. Right, and it ends up making you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So I want to go into a couple of. Uh, I just to I just want to talk about a couple of things. So when we look at our patterns or ready-to-wear clothes as well, they're based around a set of standard sizes that are basically, you know, a standard size. Sewing six is, you know, whatever the measurements are for the waist and the hip and the and the bust. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit different with ready-to-wear because they have vanity sizing and six is you know, it, basically meaningless. Um, but all of those standards that they've ever come up with, they do it by measuring a whole bunch of women and then averaging them out um, to figure out those proportions. But the f- fact of the matter is when they do that, A, I think the last time they did that was like the 70s or 80s that's what everything's based off of now Um, and they often only measured white women or greatly Mm -hmm. or a great majority of them were white women and you know um white women have a certain kind of shape and some people of color have those same shapes but a lot of them don't and so by not Taking that into account when you're doing these averages, you kind of mm. focus everything on what the average is for white women. But when you look at the averages, you also come down to the basic fact that when they've actually done a study of it, um, there are very, very few women, like a percentage, like a single percentage of women, who actually have that kind of hourglass shape that mm-hmm. your patterns are designed around. So what it comes down to is they make these patterns and they say, okay, here's a base shape for you to start with, but they're not going to fit. It's not even that they're not going to fit every body, they're not going to fit most bodies. Right. So here's the thing that I have written in, in capital mm. letters. There is I some, love this. There is no right or wrong body. There is no body that is right and no body that is wrong. The body that you have is the right body for you. And if you want to change it, if you feel like that is something that you need to do, then that is your prerogative. But if you only feel like you need to change your body because society is telling you that your body is wrong, society is wrong. Your body is right. And you have the right to do with it whatever you want to do. And if that is embrace it, like I tried to do with mine, then that is awesome. And... Yeah, you shouldn't feel guilty about being happy with the body you have. And you should try to be happy with the body you have. Mm-hmm. Anybody
1: object particularly strongly?
2: No, no, no way. Uh, no, no <laughs> and way.
3: And I feel like, yeah. um,
1: I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that is part of why sewing is so great. And why the sewing community is so great. And why, yes. you know, especially as we are growing as a community and, you Kind of making sure that, um, you know, through the pattern models and everything else that there's a representation of a wide array of different kinds of bodies. Mm -hmm. I I think I think we're doing a pretty good job. And I think, um, you know, for me, there's always there's always some catch up. On on the personal level, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and that is kind of a journey to to make peace with your body and accept it. Um, but for me, sewing sewing has made me figure out how to how to dress my body, you mm-hmm. know, m- more and in, in a way that um, a makes me feel comfortable and makes me feel confident. And um, and I I mean that's that's that is truly a gift. Um, I I'd say the other thing that Sewing has done for me um, in terms of kind of just figuring out my body, figuring out how to dress it, and what proportions work best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it's made me be more objective about my body. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, it's not all this. You know, I I love my body all the time. It's powerful. It's wonderful. I mean, I I definitely aspire to feel that way. I don't always feel that way. But I'm also really objective with the fact that I have super short legs. And, you know, I I, but I know that there's no but there's no judgment there. It's just just
0: being observant. This is what I have to work with.
1: And I love this body. These legs are very short and take very little fabric to make full length pants. So. So there's, there's a benefit. There's a benefit. But I, I think that is, um, you know, sewing, there's there's geometry, there's math. And I think that kind of helps pull out, I don't know, the, the judgment part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, yeah,
2: I think there's a value to to just looking at the shape and figuring out how to fit it and not sitting there and think, well, it's a problem that I have to make this alteration to yeah. this pattern. It's just, this is a reality. Is mm-hmm, This pattern yeah. is not going to look good on me. You're making
0: something custom. You're making yeah. the garment fit.
2: Yes, you're making you, something yeah. fit me. This is something I'm struggling with right now because I'm yeah. still working on this um, pant sloper. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out what is wrong with it. And I'm to the point now where I think I need a full belly adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the next thing I'm going to try. And there's a little part of me that's like, Now I'm going to be trying to get it all the way up to my natural waist, which is really high. I don't like wearing things at my natural waist because it is so high. It's basically the bottom of my rib cage. Um, And I'm like, can I find find a way to make the sloper fit in a way that's both comfortable and doesn't have these weird wrinkles in
0: it? And it can be very frustrating. And I'm struggling Mm -hmm. a bit with that right now. Um, what you could do is draft it, the pants over to be at your natural waist, have that fit, and then when you make a stylized pattern off that, drop the waist right. from that. Yeah, and that's probably what I'm going to have to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and 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 I and I understand that the sloper is not you know the final pair of pants. It's just mm-hmm. still that that frustration of
0: yeah, no, totally. Of
2: I, there's no way that I don't think I can draft this pattern to have the waist sit where I want the waist to sit. Um, and that that's, you know. That's that's just a reality. That is what my body is, and mm-hmm. to make it fit, I'm going to have to get over that. Um, so, yeah. But that is something that I have to that I have to learn to embrace because mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to make something that looks good on me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: How about you, Meg? How does sewing help you learn about your body?
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie to everybody and just say, you know, I'm just loving my body loving sewing for I mean I'm still working through it it's definitely helping um I don't know it's I mean as great as social media can be sometimes it's hard posting things and seeing comments and that sort of thing too that kind of hinders you know if you're feeling good or you feel like you just made something great um that you've that looks really great on you, and then you're like, Oh, I guess not everybody feels I know this people, well. people can be pretty mean, and yeah. I think you know, especially, um,
1: we're kind of in front of these communities, and you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's um, people, people are not shy about weighing in,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm a lot, I, I'm definitely learning every day with each thing that I make, um. And, yeah, it's just good learning um, about that. And I don't know. I'm still working. I I don't really have much to say. I'm just still working through this. So, yeah, I'm just, I'll just kind of listen throughout. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it comes down to it. (laughs) And I'm really on board. Like, I do love this idea. And I really hope soon I can get to this place where I'm just totally fine with everything and just sewing for my body. And, yeah. Because right now I'm really just sewing for, you know, the trend piece or whatever, what's really in right now. And maybe it's not the best, but I mean, it's it's fun. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, I think and I think I think the conversation that we're having right now is really
0: important because.
2: Yes, no, I think it, it we, is. We, yeah, we do believe all of us in body positivity, but we're all struggling. Oh, to yeah, get there.
0: exactly. Like, I love the idea of. Of this, I just hope that I can really like. Ch- I can say, oh, I like. I don't hate my body, but I wish I I could love it more and just be okay with it and stop trying trying to change it. So, yeah. Yeah, and and
2: it's I I lost it. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Well, maybe and maybe that's
1: maybe, <laughs> but maybe that's the point. Maybe it is a journey. Yeah. You know, maybe. It, it, yeah, totally. And, and I think that you know you could get there and then you know cycle through again and have to work back to that place where you're kind of at peace but i cuz I, I i think that that's that's the nature of it
2: mhm mm-hmm. society has really strong messages and it's it's a fight to ignore them
3: mhm
2: mhm huh so on a more uh, technical <laughs> level how do you how do you guys work around standardized oh. measurements to
0: make sewing more successful for your bodies I think I do a lot of just cross sizing. Um, I I do acknowledge the fact that I'm not just one size. I just you know, do those key measurements, and I'm very fine with you know crossing in. I'm bigger this size here, and so, and so that's what I mean. I do. I don't standardize myself into into one size. That's why I do like multi size. When even mm-hmm. when you print the pattern, they still have all the sizes and different what shoulder and everything.
2: Well yeah. one of the things I love about your pattern play column in So News is that you often put that note in there that if you're if it's oh, yeah. a single size doesn't yeah. fit you just, yeah. just draw between a, just draw a size line to get between your two lines. And oh, yeah. a lot of I a lot of instructions don't make. bother to talk about that and I really do mm-hmm. appreciate that that you do that. Oh, I can't you. remember if I ever leave it in, but I love that you do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kate just edits it out of her mm-hmm. With her red pen. Yes. Yeah, with
0: her red pen. No, okay. no, we don't have room for this this time.
2: Oh, jeez. Oh, Awkward. It's funny.
1: Yeah. For, for me, I definitely, I think I start from the beginning and really try to pick styles that I think are going to work with my body Mm -hmm. shape. And so, and I honestly, I'm not, I don't do a whole lot of experimenting and exploring outside of that. Um, I pretty much, you know, like boxy, like kind of big and roomy. Um, But I do, I definitely have to think about proportions because I um, have short legs and I am... um, Short, So, th- like, dress proportions are sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. hard for me also because I have um, swimmer shoulders. And so, you know, if some things can fit me in the shoulders, but if it's a dress, um, it can be hard to fit it through the body because I'm a little bit more, like, through the hips, a little bit uh, more narrow. So, um, but I think for me, it's really just starting with something that I think is going to work and be a good silhouette for my shape, because um, mm-hmm. I and I I'm not I'm not making a lot of really fitted things right now. But I mm-hmm. like even ready to wear. That's never been I've never really been into super fitted. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think it's and then, and I think that. You learn that through sewing because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I definitely when I first started sewing, I would make things and, you know, anything with like a super fitted waist doesn't really work for me because I'm more of a rectangle. I don't really have a super defined waist. But gosh, how many dresses did I make before I figured that out? right um, So mm-hmm. I think I think you you learn and it's not necessarily about like you learn um what looks best on you from from another person's perspective I, I mean yeah. the ideal is that you're making those decisions based on how you feel in something mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. but and then I think that you you learn that through sewing
2: yeah mm-hmm. i I yeah. agree with both of those, and I don't know that I have anything to add to them i I definitely blend between sizes on a regular basis um, I like to. Advents sometimes on mm-hmm. on shirts if they're too straight, because, like I have mentioned, very flared hips, and so uh working around that is always a thing, and yeah, very much it has been about learning what kind of patterns I think feel good and look good on me um and they're not always necessarily the same things. I have a couple of patterns where I kind of look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, "This is not particularly flattering." Oh,
1: but I really love wearing it. But I just it. don't care. Yeah,
2: I just yeah. don't care. I really yeah. love wearing it. I'm just gonna I wear know. it if it makes you feel good. Then and, yeah, and you know that's that's the that's a important thing is mm-hmm. caring less about whether you necessarily feel like people are going to look at you and be like, "Oh, she's so gorgeous," and more be like, "I feel good and comfortable." And this makes me happy. Uh So I don't care what anybody else thinks. Right.
1: And I think it's like about feeling like yourself. Yes. You know? And that's, and that's, so that's coming from kind of internally not really thinking about how something looks um, from, from another person's perspective. Like really Uh trying to keep it kind of within yourself and and make decisions from there.
0: Uh Yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, I just would. I kind of forgot about this, but I just kind of talking about this kind of brought it up and how you asked me before and I just didn't even remember it until now how sewing helped me through, you know, a time when, you know, I wasn't feeling really great about my body. There was uh, the time where I would just didn't, wasn't feeling very well. I'd never been, you know, that size before and sewing helped me because that's when I really started to make a lot of leggings because they were so, um, Easy to fit and easy to make. And I didn't have to... Because I couldn't fit into any of my clothes. And then I would just embrace getting all these crazy spandex. (laughs) And so I was really just make... All I wore was leggings, but in all these gorgeous like spandexes that I got and that really helped just the ability to make that through that time in my life and it was fun and I got to and I learned a lot about sewing spandex and leggings and really using fun fabrics and I, I ended up feeling a lot better um just having you know these all these awesome spandex leggings I had about like 30 when <laughs> just, and I were to make them more comfortable myself not the elastic I would draft them so they'd have that wide band because that's just so much more comfortable and so mm-hmm. that's just I just I just remembered that right now how that really did help me through that time um sewing really really did yeah Yeah, and I didn't have to spend a lot of money just on a I mean then it's just like am I battling myself just uh, just wanting to get out of that but I guess it wasn't good for me then just changing back into getting into my old clothes. Like, it's just... There's just so much going... It's just so much to think about. It's like what's... I guess there is no right and wrong. It's just kind of how you feel in yourself at the time. And just yeah. Knowing mm-hmm. your body and... Well, yeah. I mean,
1: I feel the same way about elastic waist pants. And I have... Yeah. <laughs> I have made a few more this summer. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's... I I made I made a pair recently that I feel like I really didn't need but I wanted because some of my other more fitted pants are kind of tight through the summer through the summer and um and I'm like, you know what? This is this is a kindness to myself. This is yeah. me making some clothes that are going to be very forgiving um yeah. with my weight and my body right now and that I feel comfortable in and feel good about wearing and um that was that was kind of a nice way to think about it and and to really um I don't know, just kind of get out of that loop of feeling negative about mm-hmm. my body and yeah. just doing something about it whether yeah. it's, you know, a temporary fix or not and just and and just moving on, you know. And yeah. and being and being more objective like, hey, yes. this summer I've been celebrating a lot and eating a lot of cake and yeah. visiting <laughs> craft breweries and yeah. you know, there's that's that's living life, and you know that's. And, yeah. um, I think you know, just kind of stepping back and being objective about it, rather than mm-hmm. you know having that self judgment loop. It's just exactly
0: because uh, I always think uh, you're always your own worst critic. I totally never think I never look at anyone else, even on Instagram, or and in think negatively of. I, I I think everyone looks looks great, and what they may like. I, but it's just. But me, just thinking about yeah. myself. Do I? I just always have to remind myself, you know. Well, it's. I, I mean, it's the same thing as
2: as when we're looking at something we sewed and and finding the yes. two little Exa- missed That's stitches. Exact- it's yeah. it's like this is not. Nobody else is going to notice this. Everyone else is just going to be impressed. I we need to remember mm-hmm. that our bodies are like that too. That. Yeah. There may be some people out there who are looking at other people's bodies and judging them, but those people aren't yeah. really worth caring about. Honestly, yes,
0: I know. It's and it's always the the positive do outweigh the negative, but you know the squeaky yep. wheel gets the oil. Yep, we ha- you know, those are the ones that you know really get in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right oh. guys, thank you so much for this conversation. Oh, I know I know yeah,
3: we're
2: all a little think, bit raw right now. Yeah, no, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I would I thought about one more thing yes, that I wanted to just mention. Yes. Um because I think that you know, sewing I, I don't know. I think it's so powerful because Yes. I hope this is going to come out right because I would rather <laughs> be wearing something that's a little bit bigger. That I feel really confident in than trying to like squeeze myself into something that doesn't fit in this moment. Because I think that 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 confidence is going to affect how people perceive you more than how you look, probably, you know? So I think that, I don't know, just make a bunch of elastic waist pants, everybody.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a really cool interview.
1: Well, on the topic of body positivity, I was super excited to talk with Erica Schmitz of My Body Model. Um, we were talking in our last segment about how the sewing community and the sewing industry has really stepped up and started to embrace a wide variety of bodies. And I think um, Erica's My Body Model really addresses an area that hadn't been addressed yet, which is croquis, um, which are, you know, typical um, fashion croquis use kind of insane standards and Mm -hmm. proportions. Mm -hmm. And she's created a tool for sewists where you enter your measurements and it creates um, custom croquis that you can sketch on and create um kind of test out outfits test out proportions um it's a really useful tool um it's a great tool as you're making your wardrobe that fits for your body um and for your lifestyle so um let's hop into that and then we'll come back and um discuss a few things I am so excited to welcome Erica Schmitz to the Sew so and Tell podcast today. Erica lives in Portland, Maine, and she was nice enough to call us on vacation while in Albuquerque. Erica is the founder of My Body Model. Um, thanks so much for joining
3: us, Erica. Can you tell us a little bit about My Body Model? Hi, thank you so much yeah. for having me. My, I'm so happy to be talking to you uh, in real life instead of just on Absolutely. Instagram. Um, My Body Model is a website. Where you enter your measurements and you get a made-to-measure fashion drawing template uh, of your body that you can draw and plan your sewing plans or fashion uh, or wardrobe planning on.
1: Right. Well, and a few of us on the Sew so News staff have been lucky enough to to try this out, and it has been it's been amazing on a number of different levels from a very practical level of having this tool. Um, to use, but also to just be represented in a way that is, we're not used to, to, to have, you know, an actual body, not a um, fashion standard croquis, basically.
3: Yeah, it's kind of remarkable that the fashion standard drawing templates are called croquis are so disproportionate to real body. Uh, proportions, even runway models don't look like right. the standard fashion templates. They're kind of alien and looking. They're really stretched out, Yeah, most of the length is in the legs and right. the arms and very long necks and um, it's really hard based on those drawings to know in any way, shape, or form what a garment will look like on a real body, much less your own unique body shape. Um, so I really created my body model because I was looking for something that I could draw on so I could visualize all the gazillion sewing ideas that I had that were keeping me awake at night. Um, and I needed more than a list. I wanted to be able to see them. And, uh, I really couldn't find anything out there that looked like me. There are some, uh, body positive, uh, realistically proportioned fashion drawing templates out there, but everybody's different and none of them look like me. Uh, So first I started by tracing over a photograph of myself and I was like, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. There has to be an app for that and there wasn't. Um, So I asked a a lot of my, my friends and reached out to the sewing community and knitting community about whether this was something they would find useful and the answer was yes, please do this. Um, and we actually got it started through a crowdfunding campaign a couple of years ago, which is awesome. Like this is a product that was created by the maker community for the maker community. And thanks to all those, um, initial, uh, Kickstarter backers, we now have a website where you can enter your measurements and get a beautiful outline of your body that you can print out, um, in various different layouts, um, and, and draw all of your ideas on, um, whether digitally uh, or on paper. Um, because if you sew, you're a fashion designer. Um, even if you p- follow a pattern exactly, there are almost infinite decisions, design decisions that you're gonna make about um, uh, fabric choice, mm-hmm. print placement, if there's buttons. <laughs> the, there the, the are so many buttons button out options. there. That's the hardest part. It. um the hem length um the sleeve like all these different design details Mm -hmm. that you're in control of you are a fashion designer and not only that but you're the fashion model you're creating this garment for your body um and this allows you to visualize and plan and make decisions those creative decisions that we make and be able to see them on your shape
1: Right, right. I like that. I'm, I think I'm going to add Amanda Carestio, fashion designer, to, to my, uh, to, to how I describe myself. I really like that. But it's, yeah, it's so, so true. Um, and we had you, um, on for So News column, um, the common thread in our August, September issue. And you, um, kind of brought your perspective from the My Body Model Development, um, and for a chat and a conversation about body positivity and um i i can you know having watched this um tool develop over the years i can totally see how um how that kind of outcome would be um so positive for people but did you did you start with that in mind did you know from the very beginning that this was going to be you know, a powerful tool for people, but also um, something that made people, I don't know, feel better about themselves or feel more, you know, practical about their shape? Or did you did you have a sense that that would happen?
3: I knew from our focus groups that we did and through the Kickstarter campaign that it was going to be a useful tool and I knew it was gonna be a fun tool to use. Um, And I had a sense just from my own experience about um, how helpful it is uh, to really see your body Mm -hmm. in two dimensions and to be able to uh, creatively play as an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, literally with with like whether it's crayons or colored pencils or whatever on an outline of your body um, is really freeing and it somehow turns off. The mean judgy parts exactly, of your brain exactly. and turns on this this creative artistic side of your brain mm-hmm. which which I experienced but I, I didn't I really didn't know how it would be um, experienced by others mm-hmm. in the community and I am just surprised again and again by the emotional response that mm-hmm. people have um, both To seeing their body model outline for the first time, Mm -hmm. Um, so many people describe that they actually cried Mm -hmm. when they saw it. Um, I get emails um, from from people saying, you know, this is the first time I've ever looked at my body without judgment. Um, A few weeks ago, I got an email uh, from a woman who said, I always thought I was a swamp monster. And when I saw my body model, I realized (laughs) I'm not a swamp monster. Oh, man. You know,
1: I... I had the exact same response. It was like, "Where are these tears coming from?" Mm-hmm. Um, it was just—I don't know. It was some kind of joy, and I don't know, kind of euphoria at, at this just light bulb moment. And for me, it was exactly that about kind of turning off that judgment and being really practical. And I—I I think I had an aha moment because I was, you know, looking at my outline and thinking no wonder those things didn't work for me and no wonder these other things did because you know the the proportions are different for everybody and um i'm definitely on the shorter side but there's lots of different ways to be short (laughs) so you know it's um i i think it it really was you know an emotional response for me and um i'm just i'm Yeah, it's it's a wonder that we went so long without this kind of tool. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it's in line with progress that is being made in the sewing industry in general. But definitely kudos to you for seeing that um, that hole and and filling it with a tool that's really useful, but also very powerful and impactful for people. That's um, that's that's good work right there. It's, it's
3: been so amazing. And, yeah. you know, to see yourself represented is really powerful. To be able to design and plan um, for your body, you know, that's part of why we sew for ourselves right. in the first place, right? right. And so um, it just didn't make sense to me to be drawing my ideas on a body that didn't look like me. Right. And also the clothes uh, when I when I started sewing for myself, it was after a long period of illness and injury, mm. and it was like sewing my own clothes was like a a, a gift, like a thank you mm-hmm. gift to my body for all that it had gone through, and it was really important to me that the clothes that I made would be kind and beautiful um, for my body. And so it wasn't thinking about the garments in isolation, you know, like a -hmm. a piece of art that you would just hang on the wall. Like the canvas literally was my body. The Mm -hmm. muse literally was my body. Um, And so I wanted to be able to Uh, plan and design in that way Um, and I think for um, a lot of us when uh, when we start sewing we think about the fabrics and all the gorgeous prints and and all these really cool patterns and um, it's making art it really is but it takes it to a whole other level when you're designing that art for the body that's going to be wearing it. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. I love that I love the idea of being your own muse
3: it's, it's that's powerful it's a total mind shift yeah it's a total mind shift because we're exposed to gazillions right <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration gazillions of messages and images throughout our lives right um since childhood of what our bodies are supposed to look like um and it's never what you know who we are and right. whatever we look like right now the the ideal is something different because um we're usually being sold something exactly. and told that if we just buy this one thing, uh, we'll be happy. Right. <laughs> right. It, and It doesn't look like that. Work that way, we know um, through all the people that we know in our lives that our level of happiness, our level of satisfaction and joy and you know, attractiveness has nothing to do, it really has nothing to do with body shape or size, some of the most confident Um, and amazing people that i know um are not gonna be uh do not fit into that um uh socially or commercially defined standard of what is beautiful Mm -hmm. and at the same time some of the people that fit most closely into that commercially defined standard of what is beautiful are the most self-conscious, um, the most down on themselves, right. um, and obsessed with um, fixing that one last thing that it would take to be perfect. Um, there's a total, a total disconnect there. And one of the wonderful things about being part of the sewing community online is that we get to change and control the images mm-hmm. that we. Uh, consume on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So um, through Instagram, especially, or what Facebook groups we're a part of, um, we can um, choose to, well, first of all, we get exposed to all of these amazing people that are incredible style icons, really, Mm -hmm. like to be inspired by. And they're regular people looking absolutely amazing in the clothing that they make and we can seek out and follow people with bodies that are similar to ours mm-hmm. so that we can see ourselves represented and looking amazing and that is incredibly inspiring we can look and, and seek out people who are different from ourselves and diversifying our feeds is really important also for inspiration um, and uh, to, to realize um, not just on an on a intellectual level, but on an emotional level to really know in the depth, the core of your being, that diversity is beautiful, mm-hmm. that everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And there is no one way to be uh, beautiful, whatever beautiful means to you.
1: Right, right. Well, let's, um, let's, from there, kind of jump into um, a few of the things that you mentioned in your article, um, and take those a little bit further but um, the article itself was ways sewing can help you love your body.
3: It's really interesting to think about. I mean at at age 44 myself um, I have been every size <laughs> my weight fluctuates right. a lot and throughout, throughout my life um, up and down um, and really thinking about the times in your life when you were most happy mm-hmm. versus the times in your life when you were most unhappy there is It's not connected really to what size, what size you were. Um, And and that's an important realization for sure. Um, Just like notice thinking about who are the happiest people Mm -hmm. that, you know, the most confident people that, you know, and it is very rarely that you can find any kind of correlation between that and, and, you know, commercial beauty standards or, or size really. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's also a really powerful tool, even aside from sewing, um, taking a, a picture of yourself every day um, in whatever you're wearing that day is a really great tool to learn about yourself and what do I really wear? What do mm-hmm. I really like to wear? What, How did I feel in that garment, in, in that outfit that day? And you can learn more about um, what you enjoy wearing, what you reach for the most, and you can also start seeing patterns. In what kind of colors you like to wear, what kind of shapes and silhouettes, what kind of fabrics, you learn a lot about yourself that can then inform your future sewing projects.
1: Absolutely, I feel like that is a lesson that takes a long time to learn because when you start sewing and you've got so many possibilities, um, you you know, I, I feel like I've definitely made things that in the long run were not you know, were not as amazing as I thought they were going to be. And not even, you know, the end result didn't feel like me. Um, Hmm. And I think that for me, sewing has really kind of taught me a lot of lessons about what I like and having to make all of those decisions and kind of, I don't know, how to dress myself, (laughs) which, you know, is in a way that Um, That I feel confident, but I'm also, you know, comfortable. And, you know, it's, it's very much
3: about kind of discovering my identity in a lot of ways. Yes, absolutely. I love that because I never really thought about myself having a style mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's my personal style. And you always have, like, if you take those surveys, am I romantic? Am oh, I boho? Gosh. Am I classic? <laughs> um, it's like, no, I'm not any of those All things. Right. Like, I don't really have a style. But then if you think of it in terms of what makes me feel like me, mm-hmm. what do I like? And what do I don't like? Mm-hmm. I have very clear, very clear opinions on what i do like to wear and what i don't like to wear and when you put those lists together and um you realize oh hell heck yeah i do have a a style yeah. i'm gonna swear on your show i don't know if you're allowed to swear
1: <laughs> that's okay we'll heck run with yeah, it I, have a style. I feel like the moment uh
3: required it <laughs> <laughs> um so it- It's really powerful and that you don't need to look like anybody else. You don't need to fit into any, any box or or definition. You get to figure out what you like and then you can wear that. Yeah. And that is,
1: I mean, that is a hard thing to do when you're given, you know, so many messages about what you should like, you know, I think it's really kind of turning off that, um, that side of the brain and, and those messages and, Yeah. And really
3: deciding for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And sewing is a big investment. It's a lot of Mm -hmm. time, a lot of effort. You cut into your precious fabric and that's where drawing for me, even as a quick sketch um, for me, helps me just try out, try on different things to see what I like or don't like about them. Um, And it's really easy to get hung up at first about what's flattering, you know, quotation marks, what's flattering or not flattering. Um, but I really encourage people to think about what do I like, what's pleasing to me. And instead of um, thinking about how do I want to look, to think about how do I want to feel? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a big, that's a big shift. And part of the reason why I make a lot of elastic waist pants.
3: Yay. I am (laughs) totally team elastic waist pants. I'm wearing some right now. Me too. Um, There's certain (laughs) things that I'm, feel amazing exactly and certain things that I don't I just I just don't feel uh you know I don't like things binding binding me unless that the exception is like really high-waisted leggings oh Oh, yeah it feels so good Um, like I've made several pairs of the Avery leggings by Helen's closet Mm -hmm. that go practically up to my armpits and it just feels amazing I love it Um, but it doesn't bind or constrain like i can move freely and it just feels really nice um but yeah i guess that's elastic but um yeah what feels good against your skin what makes you feel comfortable and confident and powerful and strong relaxed however all any words that that are that describe how you want to feel exactly what are the types of garments the types of fabrics the colors even that um, help you to feel that way well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is,
1: it is lovely to have you. It is lovely to have your perspective um, on this as well. And, um, I mentioned off air, but, um, this particular article, um, has a lot of people have given us feedback that it's something that really resonated with them. So, um, thank you too for, for bringing that to, to our audience on all the levels. Um, Thank you so much.
3: I love to hear that. Thank you so much. It's been great.
1: All right. I just, I love Erica. She has so many good, um, so many good things to say on this topic.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I have to tell you, I love this tool. Uh, she was kind enough to let me do a uh, My Body model for the croquis I made to sketch out my Vienna wardrobe. Um, you can see them in the magazine. Maybe I'll pop one up on the show notes page as well. Um, that's, oh, that's coming up in several issues, though. So not right away. But, um, yeah, it's it was such a great tool. It was so useful. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it because it's not necessarily what I picture my body is looking like but it is what my body looks like and so it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's kind of weird to sit there and wrap my head around it but at the same time it's really useful to think about making these these clothes and making sure that the things that I've chosen are going to look
0: right on me Mm -hmm. yeah I wish I knew about this sooner I definitely need to give this a try it's just hard reprogramming my brain because you know i would take fashion illustration classes right. in school and y- you just learn a certain type of we d- it was never even a, you know a thought really and mm-hmm. so it's just but i love 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 this so yeah. much i definitely definitely need to try it out
1: yeah when i first did it there was just this moment when you look at it and you're like that is me That Mm -hmm. is me. I am represented. I'm on paper, and and again, like getting towards that kind of objective view of things. Like, okay, that's why this doesn't ever work for me. So I'm not going to try that again. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just it's super powerful and absolutely. um, Yeah, as we all work towards towards having good relationships with our with our bodies. It was funny.
2: I sent mine to my husband. I'm like, does this look like me? And he's like. The head's too small. Yes, it will look better once I draw my own hair on it, all right? Does the rest of it look okay?
1: (laughs) That is funny.
2: Oh, that is funny. I know. Um, But, yeah, the head is like a head shape
0: but without any hair on it.
2: So, yeah, just draw a little hair on and your head will look just fine
0: so now let's get into our sojo segment and this is the time of the episode where we go around and talk about what's given us our sewing mojo I always I always mess that up because it is you know the two words and right so. it's right,
2: right. <laughs> okay so what's your sojo today all right so you guys remember the quirk purse that I have been talking about on and off for like I don't know two months three months something like that well mm-hmm. I'm almost there I'm so close I've got the Purse itself finished. Um, I just need to make the strap and um, a cork tassel to go with it, obviously, because you need a tassel for your cork. Um, and uh, yeah, so the the bag itself is done. It looks great. It's got all the pockets I love. My husband's really impressed. It's got embroidery. It's got rivets that have um, stone on them. It looks so good. I'm so Ooh. proud of it. And I feel so good about myself for making it because I really love the way it looks. And also, I actually got some sewing done. So, yay, go me. Sew yay! Joe. How do you make a cork tassel? Are they easy to make? Um, You know, what I did... I actually um, there's a, a place I'll ha- have to look it up and put it in the show notes where I get a little cap, um, oh, and then I mean and then you, you just kind of roll it. Yeah, you roll it and you cut it into little strips, except at the very top, and then you roll it up, stick it
0: in the cap, and you put a little screw in there. Oh, and, uh, I love that! Yeah, I was just required. had an idea. Idea, 'Cause I wanted to start incorporating cork into my sew or you know, my sewing circuit, but I think a pair of cork tassel earrings would be so, so cute. Oh, cute. The cap. And then like cute. a little dangle. Because I am obsessed with tassel earrings right now. I love them.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh. I wonder if I could find a cap that size, cause now I want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <imagining. laughs>
1: How about you, Amanda? What's your sojo? My sojo is summer forever. I I mean, I know it's only August, but I feel like my planner self is is starting that like you really need to start thinking about fall.
3: You I really know. need to start thinking oh, about I fall that, I had that. Quit thought this sewing
1: week, all too. the linen. Quit sewing all the tinsel. Never no, stop sewing the linen. I know, Linda. I know. But um but it happens every every year about this time. Um but I'm just I'm sticking with my plans. I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna just sew stick. I'm gonna sew yeah. what makes me happy, and that is mm-hmm. summer dresses.
2: And even if you only get to wear it once before the weather changes, that is worth it because totally. you'll wear it next year.
1: Exactly,
0: exactly. Yes. exactly. Yeah. How about you, Meg? I know I've been thinking about sewing fall stuff now too because I just feel like my summer clothes to summer weather in Canada ratio is is a little, a little off, off. <laughs> 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 and the fact that I. T- you know wear pajamas most days <laughs> but yeah but my sojo really is i want to try wearing more of my so i'm not i mean let's face it i got enough on my sewing hands yes you with do the, you know the old wedding you know approaching a month away pretty much so i but i've been obsessed i feel like amanda right now drop in drop in a hashtag is pose like the pattern model oh man have you seen I haven't Mm -mm. oh it's so good it's I I stumbled upon it um, and then I clicked it and it's so great people wearing the garment and they're posing like the pattern model so I think my sewing my sojo is really kind of like an Instagram sojo where I want to try and just take a picture of something that I've already made, summary and pose like the pattern model. Oh man, nice. you could
1: have that. so much fun with all the Berta style patterns. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> They've got <some laughs> poses they are so funny. They are funny. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So that's kinda That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. So for Sew and Tell, reminder that we're doing um, an Instagram Live for all the readings of the answers to this week's question, which hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about it and share. Hopefully you can share a little something too. But our question this week is, Has how has sewing helped you embrace your body? So August 15th, we'll be jumping on the old gram and read some of your answers so excited about that yeah please share okay. your experiences yes. yeah we'd love to hear we'd love to hear yeah for sure yeah all
2: right thanks guys for having good episode yeah <laughs> definitely good episode a little a little um uh deep yeah in our yes. feelings today but yeah. that
0: um that's okay i i feel like that's that's, that's how we grow to and, do sometimes yeah you know, absolutely it's sometimes it is good to go there and just you know dive into those thoughts and you know vocalize them and I know yeah. that was really helpful for me even to just kind of get my thoughts out there yeah, sometimes so, it's sometimes
2: it's nice to just admit it yeah, yeah. that you have yeah. these issues yeah, uh-huh. yeah. alright thanks everybody yeah, I hope thank we've you. made you feel a little bit better about your body and uh, happy stitching guys yeah happy until next sticky. time
0: yeah For links
2: to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodailycom slash if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the Sew and tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast and tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. So and is a So Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on So and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.